0: Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome- betting la episode nine today we're going to talk both rams and chargers preseason week two they play on saturday and sunday respectively i'm your host sam maxwell This in betting la episode nine I'm joined as always by my co-host chris lure recording thursday august 15th about eight o'clock how are you doing this fine thursday night chris
2: doing very well sam uh look forward to real football now i'm now that i've had my taste of Hard Knocks and a couple of preseason games, uh, I want to see the real deal. So getting, getting a little edgy here.
1: So you've watched both Hard Knocks episodes. Let's, let's briefly talk about that. Uh, it's been a fun season. I thought they handled the Antonio Brown uh, saga, drama, however you want to call it, pretty well. Gruden's been uh, obviously fantastic. Uh, just give me your quick impressions. What have you learned from Hard Knocks and, and how, how much fun is the season so far?
2: Uh, I've enjoyed it, so it's. I think it's been it's been pretty good. Um, need to see the totality of it, of course, but so far I'm I'm engaged. Um, Derek Carr oiling up his arms in baby oil is hysterical. Um, <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that, and uh, the Ronald Ollie thing just made me sigh. Uh, I think uh, most of our it's listening terrible. audience, yeah, yeah, familiar with Last Chance. You obviously, yeah, yeah, you know, super talented kid, um, but just like you would think. Finally, like, okay, your talent has carried you this far. Now, maybe you're not going to be a starter in the NFL, man, but you're at a pro camp, dude. Like, this is it. This is the show. This is when you go and pick a fight with the baddest mother on the team, right, to get noticed. And he's, like, not going to the trainer. It just – it was like watching an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, like, couldn't look at the screen. I had to hide behind a blanket because I was just so frustrated
1: by it. Really what it showed is that he, you know, his character hadn't changed since being on the show Last Chance you. He was there for a reason. You know, like you said, his talent got him uh, only so far. I think he played at Nickel State, undrafted free agent. You should be as hungry as, as anyone in the entire building, let alone the football field, uh, if you're in that situation. So uh, it's sad to see. I don't think we're going to see his, uh, him resurface. Uh, first, l- uh, tell me that you saw the Marlins man cameo, and did you see my boy? Alec Ingold, undrafted free agent from Wisconsin, fullback. He's going to win this job. Uh, just just tell me that you noticed both those things in, in the second episode.
2: I did notice, notice the Wisconsin thing. I, what I really want to know now is that how much do you know about him? Can, are you, you going to be able to recite his stats, how many carries and from, from the fullback, uh, how, how much he did? Yeah, and... well,
1: so one of the most predictive stats going from college – to the NFL, I think I mentioned this podcast before, and this is actually I think it's a Jason Morse stat from the Fantasy Footballer. Shout out to them. Actually, saw them live last week, so that was really cool. Uh, but the stat is basically one of the most predictive things in college. Believe it or not, this doesn't seem to make sense, but it is true over many studies. Is touch touchdowns do carry over from year to from from college to the NFL and Alan Gingold I'm gonna look it up right now but he had more touchdowns as a fullback than almost anyone in college football the last four seasons he, he filled in a running back uh, as a freshman when there's injuries that piled up there so uh, I'm not saying he's gonna be a fantasy starter but by any means he's not gonna be any relevant at all but maybe some prop bets in here for for Alan Gingold getting, you know over under a half carry or reception per game I'm gonna be taking those if he went to this job uh, they're gonna use him and he's a great athlete let's move on and talk about some unfortunate news here I'm gonna look up uh, Alec Ingalls touchdown, so I can report back. But uh, unfortunately, Boogie Cousins, breaking news today. While well, playing a pickup game, I believe, bumped knees with somebody. Uh, obviously, it's come off the heels of an Achilles injury. He's had some very unfortunate, tough injury luck. It is reported by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN that he tore his ACL, and he's going to most likely miss this entire season. Um, ACLs are pretty much like clockwork. They're nine months recovery. Uh, he might be back in mid-May. I was talking about that with a friend today. Um, so that would be about the second into the second round into the conference finals. He might be back, but some really tough news—not just for the young man, obviously, uh, but for Lakers as a whole. How do you see this, if at all, affect the Lakers season?
2: I think it's going to be tough for them because I, you know, the plan there is is the rest thing. Even with a guy like Anthony Davis, who's—I mean, what is he like, twenty-five, twenty-six years old? Like the guy is incredibly young and could easily play eighty games, no problem. I'm sure they want to rest him. I'm sure they only want him to play seventy, and I think Boogie was going to be a p- big part of that. Uh, You saw the the Warriors do it when he first came back. They were giving him big minutes because he was was allowing the other guys to get some rest, uh, get into shape. I think the real problem now is that even if he is able to come back in mid-May around playoff time, he's just, I mean, he's the type of guy, right? Like, he's going to be wildly out of shape. Um, he came he's gonna, back
1: last season, and to his credit, he was a very good player in the NBA Finals.
2: He, he, yeah, he was. I mean, he was putting up good stats. I just, I mean, a guy that big, this is your second time around with a serious knee injury. I just, I don't think he's going to be able to shake the rust and get his wind out. Um, you know, maybe a kind of an 8, 10, 12-minute guy in the playoffs. Um, but more than anything, I think the big the big knock here is that this is looking like more minutes uh, for Anthony Davis. Now, I'm sure the Lakers are going to go pick up a, a Kenneth Fareed or a the corpse of Joakim Noah or a guy like Marcin Gortat, right? And just get somebody in there to play minutes. But none of those guys have the kind of high ceiling that the boogeyman does. Uh, and so it's, you're
1: a year further along in his rehab, it looks yep. good. You are excited for him. Uh, it's really, really tough luck for Boogie Cousins. And we yep. wish him well, of course, in his recovery. Um, all right. I looked up Alan Gingles' college stats, and it is as good as advertised. 117 total touches in college. He had 21 total touchdowns, including a minimum of four per year. One uh, receiving touchdown every year except for his freshman year. 17 total rushing touchdowns in his career. Only 117 total touches. 21 touchdowns. That's really good college production there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can make this team and be a star there for the Raiders. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's move on. Let's talk about both the Chargers and the Rams uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, and, of course, if you do appreciate this podcast, uh, you if you shoot us a subscribe, we were talking about it before the show, that's what really helps this podcast get going is a subscribe. Uh, and, of course, a five-star rating wouldn't hurt either. If you have some honest feedback, we'd love to hear it as well. Uh, we have a great comment on there, uh, which I'll pull up in a little bit. But um, let's move on. Let's talk about the Cowboys at the Rams. Cowboys are two and a half point favorites. This is Saturday night at 6.59 p.m. What a starting time. The over under is 40. Both these teams lost their preseason openers. Both of them, of course, are training here in Southern California with the Cowboys up there in Oxnard. The Rams, they make a habit out of this. They never seem to play any starter. Sean McVay does not care about winning. In the preseason, I think this is a really easy time to just take the Cowboys. You know, sometimes we overthink this. In the regular season, uh, these trends and things, it's dangerous to think that way because eventually it'll end. And, and you know, we there's, there's people that can outsmart those trends. Uh, in preseason, these aren't necessarily trends based on luck or based on any variables other than Sean McVick doesn't care about winning the game. He doesn't care. You know, this is preseason games. They're about evaluating players. They're about staying healthy. They're about trying new things. It's not about winning the game. Okay, So I, I think it's really easy, for me at least, to take the Cowboys here. They're only two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they're only minus 140 money line. Uh, I'm going to take the safety of that. We don't know if any of these Cowboys are going to play either. Um, but we don't necessarily know that the Rams are trying to win these games. And so that's why I'm going to fade them here, at least in the preseason, until I'm proven it otherwise.
2: Yeah, so I'll kind of run through uh, what I think of fair market prices. I'm seeing uh, Dallas minus two half as well, minus 115, Rams plus 100, Moneyline, Dallas minus 146, Rams plus 127, over under 40, minus 105 on the over, minus 111 on the under. So I give you those prices because if you are going shopping, value betting, which is what I highly, highly, highly recommend, you are going to want to beat those prices. Otherwise, you are probably paying more than you should. That said, uh, I'm with you, Sam. I would talk myself into the Cowboys here and say maybe they want to show Ezekiel Elliott a little something. Maybe they're playing a little harder. Maybe they're trying to win. Maybe the running back committee there is is really pumping hard. and By trying the way, to score
1: we, points. we talked about Tony Pollard last show about yep. that they think he's the next album, Kamara. Uh, he's yep. been impressive, and there is some hype buzzing. I've seen him going to fancy drafts in the 10th, 11th, 12th round in that range, uh, which is remarkable. We did not think this was going to be coming even a, even a week ago when we talked about him.
2: Yeah, and that's, uh, again, that's that's like a, a brilliant stash guy. That's a guy that I'll be targeting in late rounds, too, because why not? If he's 65% of an Alvin Kamara, he's going to be an absolute steal. Um, so targeting guys like that is great. And and in this game, yeah, the Rams couldn't care less. You know, if they didn't actually have to feel the team and do it contractually, they wouldn't do it. Um, and I think maybe the Cowboys are going to want to have to show a little something here as they continue this protracted battle with Ezekiel, and that's, that's how I would talk
1: myself into betting the Cowboys as well. For sure. I mean, yeah, that was that was an ugly game last week for the Rams. And um, it's amazing. They actually went two and two in prison last year, but uh, they didn't play any of their top guys at all. And so, you know, the Rams are telegraphing which way we should bet this game. And that's not betting on them. Of course, it's a far different story in the regular season where the Rams will be defending their NFC uh, title crown and, and, and hope to repeat and go back to the Super Bowl. All right, so you like the Cowboys. We both like them, obviously, with the points and, of course, money line. Any thoughts on the over-under here at 40?
2: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say over. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and that's why I'm doing it. I'm pulling the Costanza here, and I'm just going against my gut instinct because my gut instinct has always been wrong. Um, <laughs> and the price is better, right? So the price at Made minus one. Of- the lure. Yes, At minus 105, uh, that's a better price, obviously, than minus 111. And do some shopping. Maybe you can find it at even money. That would be brilliant. Um, Take the over 40. Why not? You can be the one guy at the bar cheering for the over in the preseason game and get those side eyes. Like, who is this maniac uh, cheering for touchdowns in this game? Um, So, yeah, take the over with confidence is what I'm saying.
1: I definitely don't have – I'm going to probably stay away from this, but it's peculiar that you like the over here, even though the majority of the games last week – Uh, We're 36-37 in that range to open, um, which is a little bit more like the AAF than than NFL games, which have been far higher, obviously, in the last couple of years. Um, But, I mean, the Rams only scored three points last week, right? So I I just don't know where the scoring is going to come from. You know, weird things happen from preseason game to preseason game again. You can't take trends at all. And Just because they didn't score last week doesn't mean they won't this week because it depends on both teams. But I I just can't see myself betting on the over here. I'm probably going to stay away from this one. But we both, of course, like the Cowboys. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the Chargers. Obviously still a contract dispute with Melvin Gordon. There was a report today, I believe, by Adam Schefter that um, he definitely wants to get this settled before the season opens in week one, uh, but he is prepared to hold out. There's also in the same report saying that they have not made any sort of uh, movement towards a deal. So, look, these things can happen at any moment. The Chargers can, they're probably going to make one last final offer, I'm sure, as it gets closer. Maybe Melvin Gordon and, and the Chargers can come to a deal. But right now, we have to approach it as if he's not going to be there. Obviously, this is meaningless for this game. But i am my point is, a very long-winded point, I'm really interested to see how Justin Jackson continues playing. He's one of my favorite values right now in fantasy football at my big money draft on saturday hopefully nobody listens to this before the draft but justin jackson's guy i've been scooping up in about the 10th 11th round Look, looking Melvin gordon's out also he's going to be a fine player and he's not going to play much let's be honest on sunday afternoon uh with him being a veteran justin jackson could be that bell cow for you he was amazing in that one star last season uh, at kansas city in a game that surprisingly won in the primetime game there um, that's the player i'm most excited to see here Chargers are a three-point favorite. The over-under here is 44. Again, this game is also in L.A. The Saints are coming to town. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff. Uh, Any strong thoughts for this one, Chris?
2: I think so. I think what might be interesting here is though, if you've got Melvin sitting out, do you kind of keep Eckler and Jackson on the bench a little bit? Now
1: you probably look. A- I think I think Eckler is a, an also a tremendous steal right now, but but I think the general drafting public uh, is aware of who Austin Eckler is, and they're drafting him accordingly. You know, the seventh round, something like that. That's still pretty good value. You can get Austin Eckler in the seventh round, especially in a PPR league, because going can have season-long PPR value. Uh, but Justin Jackson's really the main one that that leaps tiers. You know, he goes from, uh, you know, at best, a le- end-of-your-bench your roster stash to a guy that you can confidently start while Melvin Gordon's out. So I think he he definitely improves the most, uh, you know, tier-to-tier than Austin Eckler, who's, who's kind of in that tier no matter what anyways.
2: Yeah, so what I'm thinking, though, is for the game do the Chargers give limited carries to those two guys? Are we going to see the the kind of fourth-string guy um, getting, getting carries?
1: I believe, is their, their third yeah, string right now? Yeah, are they
2: going to be giving him carries because they want to keep Eckler and Jackson kind They're of fresh? Wisconsin, Wisconsin
1: of. Badger fullbacks. How oh, many? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't get away from them.
1: The middle um, three WAP brothers, of course. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, you can take it either way. Look, if Justin Jackson comes in there, and has an amazing game and looks sharp and fresh and fast and catches balls, picks up blisses. Uh, you're going to be really excited, of course. But what you ideally want to see him is out there with the first-team offense and off the field when the, the second-team offense comes on the field. Uh, you know, I, don't, I don't necessarily think we're going to see Keenan Allen or, or Rivers potentially, but you want to see him out there. You want to see him look good. But the most important thing is you don't want to see him out there for too long. Uh, if he's out there with a third-string quarterback, it's obviously not a great sign. Uh, for how they feel about it, but you know, right now I'm sure they they love him, they need him right now. So I think we're going to see them out there uh, with the stars, and that's it.
2: Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll read the prices here really quick. Uh, Saints plus three, minus one fifteen. Chargers even money at minus three. Money line one thirty five for the Saints, minus one fifty five for the Charger. That's pretty rich. Minus one fifty five on the money line for the Charger. Uh, over under forty four, even money on the over, minus one seventeen on the under. Again, you're going to want to beat those prices. And I think for this, that I don't. One fifty-five seems so rich to me. So if you can find maybe a Charger money line at minus one thirty-five, one forty, uh, maybe I would toss a couple bucks on that because I think as the Chargers are kind of fitting pieces in and out, I think I think they're going to be trying some people out, and you got people playing for jobs. The Saints have the same thing, but the Saints are that's a that's a veteran team who knows where they're going, knows the talent they have. They're gonna. I think they're really going to be on cruise control. They're going to be traveling a little bit. Uh, This is a game that the Chargers should win, even though it's a preseason. I, I, I like them pretty strongly.
1: Now, it is worth noting, this is obviously as meaningless as it gets, but these two teams yep. didn't meet last year in the preseason. New Orleans actually won that 36-7. to seven. That was in week three of the preseason, which is typically uh, the dress rehearsal for the regular season. Uh, so take that for, for what it's worth, which is essentially nothing, uh, but the, the Saints did win 36-7 to seven a season ago. So you like the Chargers' money line? Are you willing to back them at minus three? Uh, and, and do you have any strong thoughts on the overrun drive? 44 is very high for a preseason game. Any two thoughts there?
2: Yeah, that's really high. Uh, I think I'm going on the under with that. But as you said, now maybe history is a guide. Maybe they got all the same guys in camp, um, and they're gonna they're gonna blow it over. Um, it's just it's just hard. Like betting over betting unders in the NFL is tough anyway. But in the in the preseason when you got grocery bagger guys playing, if you've ever wanted to bet an under in your life, now might as well be the time. I know that completely contradicts my cowboy ram bet, but that 40 just <laughs> seems so strange to me. Um, Let's go ahead and take the under on this one. Why not? You get a yeah. little bit, a little
1: bit of each. Okay. You know, speaking of the unders, last year what I did and I decided this in the off season, so I just went in there and, and blindly bet these was uh, using the same kind of thought process that we used uh, last week when we talked about you know just general betting the Hall of Fame game or week one of the preseason. The defenses are always, always, always further along than the off- offenses are. So I just blindly bet every single under from weeks one and, and weeks two last year, uh, and of course is the by far the highest on-record scoring season in the NFL, the first two weeks were explosive. I don't think it was bloody, but it didn't obviously uh, profit for me. So I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing that uh, this year as well, because in years past I think it would have made a killing. Uh, give me your thoughts on that, on that strategy.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of – that reminds me a little bit of the, uh, the NCAA March Madness, right, where everybody just takes the 12 and the 5-12 matchup. Um, you know, why, why not? uh it seems like something that if you you know it's, it's one of the fun parts about gambling and this is a little bit like the fantasy draft just doing your research right you do your research you feel like you've you've found a pattern or you can exploit something that nobody else is thinking about uh i would you know consider your bankroll management here right if you you want to be careful how much money you're getting in on the preseason i want you got to keep your powder dry for when the games really matter um, but Unless why not you're increasing
1: your ROI in the preseason, which it sounds like yeah. most of us are <laughs> doing right now. Yeah.
2: That's yeah, the time to build your bankroll, right? That's, that's, that's the positive thoughts. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's something right that, uh, why not like these, you know, just scanning through these games right now, um, on Saturday, you got the chiefs and the Steelers, the over under is 46 half. Like, that's a big, I, yeah, granted. Okay. Chiefs Steelers, but still man preseason games. Like those are pretty big numbers. Um, Defenses ahead of the offenses we've said this ad nauseum but uh yeah i mean it's it's one of those things that it's going to come down to price yet again i wouldn't be betting any over any under that's coming at a hefty price you know minus 110 minus 105 i'd feel really great about on any of those but but make sure you're not paying through the nose example saints chargers that under do better than minus 117, right? You know, look at that for minus 115, 110. Like that's even that. Like you're you're barely kind of breaking even on where you should be. Um, I just don't want to see anybody paying more money than they should for the for the product, no matter how strong that you feel about it. Don't pay more than you should.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. We both like the Cowboys to defeat the Rams Saturday evening. Chris actually likes the over 40 there. I'm going to stay away from that one. Uh, And then we both kind of like the Chargers here. If you can get the right price, not in love with it. Uh, And we think that the under is the play here. and, And we'll see about potentially putting the under down for every game, both week one and week two of the regular season. All right, this was Episode 9 of Believe in Betting LA. I forgot to mention our Twitter handles, of course. Uh, Twitter handles, I better say that correctly. Uh, mine is smaxwell713. Of course, Chris is a Lou Mandingo Rock. And, of course, everyone at Stag Capital is at StagCap. Cap. This is for Believe in Betting LA, Episode 9. You can find all of the Believe podcasts at believe.com, B-L-E-A-V, and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. Chris, any final thoughts here for preseason week two for both these LA teams?
2: Start picking out your beer, guys. Do your shopping. Do your research. Um, is this an IPA year? Maybe this is a Heffenweizen year. But uh, put your put your time in. Don't don't uh, don't skip on the important things in life.
1: We're gonna start getting some pumpkin beers coming, some fall oh, beers. Yeah. The, those seasonal beers. That's when you know. Like this is you know the, t- the best times of, of the year, best times of our lives. Um, all right, <laughs> awesome. Well, it's been a, it's been a very you know profitable preseason for me so far. I hope it continues for you, Chris, and for everyone listening there at home. Thank you so much for listening. This is Believe in betting LA episode nine. Good luck to all the fancy drafters this weekend, including myself. See you guys next time.